This is the Internet Report, where we uncover what's working and what's breaking on the Internet and why. This week, we're going to cover a really interesting BGP routing uh, incident that we uncovered and took place about a month ago, but there were some really interesting things associated with this particular um, BGP uh, leak. Uh, so we wanted to um, kind of step through what happened and also provide some analysis on what caused the incident and some takeaways in terms of what you can do to uh, prepare for and protect yourself against these kinds of incidents. And so to unpack this, um, this uh, particular um, uh, incident we're going to cover, I have Kamal. Uh, Kamal is joining us. Welcome, Kamal. Thank you so much, Angelique. It's awesome to be on the Internet re Report again. Let's maybe quickly look at what happened in terms of the timeline. So we can see here that the incident started around 1024 UTC, and then it eventually uh, resolved around 1048 UTC. So initially, we, see, we saw a very significant level of packet loss uh, when trying to reach a particular service. And some of our customers noticed this when they were um, you know, testing to their own service, and, and we noticed this um, more broadly, that um, all of a sudden traffic was getting routed to a, um, a service provider that's Russian-based, and this is um, EDN Sovintel, which is part of um, Vimplecom. And we can see here uh, they have AS3216. And they weren't previously in the path, but all of a sudden they were inserted into the path and as a result of that we see you know a a spike in packet loss that eventually subsided so what's interesting about this if we go to the bgp path is we can see the significant number of path changes that occurred over this period so starting um, around 10:15, we can see if we just look for example at this particular uh, bgp monitor we can see that the initial path was fairly short uh, just a, a few ASs, um, AS uh, hops, and then all of a sudden we see um, the the um, a, a much longer path getting installed, um, and this happening in in rapid succession, which is really strange because it it would be very unusual for a longer path to be preferenced over a shorter path. So to to discuss kind of all this and and you know what we were able to uncover as a result of um, looking more deeply at this, um, you know what are your thoughts on that, uh, Kamal? Why why first of all would we see this particular Russian telecom inserted into the path? Yeah, I think that's like something that sparked our interest originally. Why would uh, why would longer AS pod get into into the picture? And even more substantial question would be how. How did that happen, given the fact that um, part previous to uh, this event happening actually included some of the tier one providers, uh, providers such as Telia and NTT and stuff like that, who we know are quite well peered. So the real question is like, why would longer pot be preferred to the short, shorter pot? Uh, it took us quite some time to actually understand what really happened, uh, but, uh, deep dives into the routing table and particularly into the updates when this event happened, tell us that um, it looks based on the, um, uh, it looks like that uh, 
Wimblecom or Beeline, how it's also called, it's basically a large group that uh, has between one and five ter uh, terabits of traffic globally. Um, it looks like they were doing either some maintenance or they were uh, establishing um, BGP session uh, towards uh, Birza, or uh, I think it's also known as Cyrex uh, circuit exchange. And it looks something uh, went wrong. Now, the real question here again is what actually we think that happened. Uh, and uh, analyzing routing tables and updates that happened approximately at uh, 10.05 uh, approximately to, uh, and that went to 11 p.m. indicates that um, it seems that Wimplecom uh, um, advertised the prefix says that they are learning from their other private peers to their newly established or maintained uh, peer, um, which as a result had this uh, effect as part of which a longer path, uh, prefixes with the longer paths got installed, which subsequently attracted a lot of uh, traffic towards that path. So basically, um, Wimplecom was serving kind of as a transiting ASN for a certain amount of time. Uh, it's quite interesting from the perspective of the fact that um, we saw pocket loss and pocket loss could have been uh, just purely uh, happening just purely from the fact that they attracted quite a lot of traffic because uh, they propagated quite a lot of uh, prefixes at the same time, which we're going to show a little bit later on. Um, but in general, um, it comes down to the basics of BGP. Um, when it comes to BGP, we know that we have uh, several different types of peering. Uh, so we have private peerings, uh, we have IX connections or uh, IX peering over the IX or internet exchanges. We have a paid peering and we have transits. And basically in, in the order that I just mentioned them, you tend to configure BGP policies to prefer those peerings based on these criteria. So for example, you are gonna likely prefer more private peering over the uh, paid peering over the transit. And there is a cost associated to it. And there's also a factor of uh, performance, right? You peer with someone directly so that you have direct connectivity to that uh, particular provider. And usually those things happen at, at internet exchanges as well. So that's the first part. The second part, uh, and before I jump to the second part, it's really important to mention that um, the policies are configured in a such a way using uh, most... Uh, usually uh, using local preference. Local preference uh, based on the BGP best path selection algorithm is a uh, uh, second BGP attribute gets, that gets tribute. So the higher local preference is, uh, the, the better it gets. So usually when you are receiving uh, prefixes by your uh, private peer, you are going to uh, set the local preference to be high so that you prefer it to over, for example, transit. Uh, so that you egress to those. On the other, uh, on the other side, uh, and this is point number two, over these uh, peering, peer, peering sessions, you usually just advert or mandatory pretty much, you advertise your own prefixes, prefixes that you are originator, originator for, right? So based on our analysis on this event at 10.05 on the 3rd of June, it looked like um, 
Vimplecom uh, was doing either some maintenance or they were setting a new uh, BGP session with uh, Birza or uh, Cyrex. And it's likely that there was a configuration mistake as a result of which it looks like they advertised the prefixes that they are learning from other private peers which is not what you do. So from that perspective, it's what's considered to be a uh, leak. Um, now, to our big question, the answer to our big question here is how come that uh, prefixes with the longer path got installed? It got installed uh, purely by the fact that uh, their new, uh, new peering uh, partner accepted those prefixes and uh, because, because they were coming from the session that was private peer, which probably has a higher local preference than, uh, than transit and other ones, uh, it installed them in the routing table and it re-advertised only the best prefixes, uh, which is basically BGP default behavior. You advertise a single best prefix from your routing table to your uh, peering provider. And then subsequently uh, that prefix got installed given the fact that uh, uh, Cyrex is a private peer to someone uh, uh, and even kind of like cascaded to the certain point down the stream as a result of which uh, all of a sudden uh, some of the BGP collectors that we analyzed so that uh, and that we showcased a little bit earlier on at the start of this uh, call uh, they installed the, uh, the same prefix that now uses the longer S path Right, so that's the explanation. Basically, it comes down to the BGP basic, the fact that BGP peers are re-advertising only the best prefixes. And then the second thing is that um, it seems that here the root cause is the fact that Vimplecom uh, uh, advertised uh, their partner prefixes that they are learning or the private uh, over the private uh, private peering with the other companies, and then uh, that got kind of propagated further line. Right. Right. So, so basically, you know, they they shared more than their own prefixes. They were a private peer, and so they were preferred from a routing standpoint. So it sort of overrode the lengthier uh, paths um, that they were using. And so, you know, so now those start to get propagated out. We don't know necessarily the scope of the propagation, but there were a number of different transit providers that were then using this route and sending traffic through, um, you know, one or multiple uh, Russian service providers. Now, it didn't last very long, but not a lot of people noticed it. Um, from the standpoint of a, um, a uh, enterprise that might have a, a web property or their own site and want to ensure that this doesn't happen, um, you know, what are some options? I mean, is, there's not a whole lot that you can do beyond your own service providers um, in terms of influencing routing, right? Uh, quite correct. So um, to your point, I think that the most important aspect of this event is lesson about network visibility right? Uh, first of all, this was, even though uh, some of the, um, some of our customers most know, <laughs> most specifically noticed the event, um, and there was not a lot of press about it, right? And a quite significant uh, amount of traffic went over uh, some Russian uh, providers uh, right. for like good 20 something minutes, right? Right. And this is more than 100,000 prefixes 
uh, some right. of the prefixes belonging to Google, Apple, Oracle. So, you know, potentially some major services. services as well. Yeah, we're getting, you know, not, they were eventually reaching Google or, or wherever they were destined, but they were just getting, that traffic was getting flowed through um, the, these Russian service providers. Exactly. So what was, uh, so from the BGP perspective, uh, here, uh, what, what could have you done, right, in, in, in terms of this? Like, so uh, your options in these kinds of cases are kind of limited. Uh, so um, when it comes to uh, transit providers, they usually offer you a certain level of control using BGP communities. So there is an RFC 1998 uh, that actually deals exactly with this scenario as part of which you can manipulate uh, your traffic that you are advertising or uh, for, for the prefixes that you are advertising to your ISPs, right? Um, but it only goes so far in terms of that you can affect potentially only the first hop after your ISP, but beyond that, it's completely outside of your control. And that's what we see here. Even though some of these companies had a really good connectivity with a quite short ASN path, uh, uh, so for example, we saw like three or four hops away, uh, kind of like targets, tar sources or targets being away from, from the destination or the target, depends on how you look at it. Um, we saw that all of a sudden like uh, pot was kind of um, uh, uh, re, uh, changed so that quite longer ASN pot is in motion. And that's like basically one of these things. So uh, when it comes to protection here, um, the other question beside what are the controls from the BGP perspective that you would have, uh, there's not a lot, right? If you are advertising more spe specific prefixes that you have, such as Flash 24, like you are pretty much out of options, right? Uh, your option would be to advertise more specifics if that's not the case, because more specific always win wins regardless of uh, uh, how it goes. But then it's again, very questionable of how it would propagate down on the internet. So that's the first thing, right? The second thing is our PKI, right? The question is, would it help? I don't think it would. Uh, because uh, in this particular case, we are not dealing with the hijack. We yeah. are dealing with uh, legitimately um, legitimate configuration mistake potentially as part of which uh, uh, origin stayed the same. Right. So there was never an aspect of whether someone actually started introducing something else in the pot. However, what would have really worked here is... Uh, uh, very simple method that's uh, that's out there for a long time, and that's uh, usage of maximum prefixes on the premiering sessions. So uh, even um, even Vimplecom or uh, Beeline, how it's also called, uh, on their peering database uh, profile page indicates that uh, prefix list of, or maximum uh, maximum prefixes on the appearing should be set to 20,000. Uh, 20, they have approximately 25,000 prefixes that they are advertising and they are uh, suggesting that. When the event happened, we saw that there is approximately uh, at 10.05 on UTC, uh, there was around 100,000 uh, updates or Technically speaking, there, there was 100,000 uh, prefixes that had uh, Vimplecom and uh, uh, 
internet exchange uh, ASN in the pot, right? So which potentially meant that they advertised quite large space. And if there was from, if there was um, uh, maximum prefixes conf uh, configured from their peering partner side, that BGP session would be dropped and this wouldn't have happened, but that wasn't the case. But, you know, their peering provider is not only a company at stake here. Their peering uh, partners as well uh, accepted those updates. So basically it kind of propagated the, the fact that uh, uh, to what I would say uh, missing uh, of BGP fundamentals, such as implementing uh, some sort of protection. We know that BGP doesn't have a lot of protection, uh, but you know, like uh, what it does should be used. Well, it looks like they've implemented a filter post event because they currently have a, a, a prefix um, filter of what, 20,000 or, or so? Um, 25, uh, yeah, they, like basically they are seeing that prefix, uh, ma maximum prefixes uh, on their peering partners should be set to 20,000. Right, so, right. Um, uh, which goes to say that, like, uh, we, we obviously don't know whether that was a case or not, but it looks like uh, they, they for sure advertised, uh, advertised at 10.05, uh, they advertised 100. Following that, there was, uh, at 10.10, there was additional 30,000 and 40,000 five minutes uh, after that. Prefixes advertised that had the uh, these two ISPs in the pot. Uh, so now, while we see updates coming with uh, these ASNs in the pot, we don't know how, how many of um, routers down the uh, pot on the internet accepted those. Uh, but we know that, uh, as we said uh, earlier, certain financial companies got affected. Uh, also, uh, some of the FANG companies, such as... Uh, uh, such as I, I think I saw Google, uh, large uh, large provider, uh, large companies such as Oracle is there as well, uh, and most certainly uh, other financial customers that that uh, had their traffic rerouted as a result of this event. Right. So max preference filter would really only work if you're the service provider. Like you know, obviously it's good to have good hygiene, uh, BGP hygiene. But what about for an enterprise? Is there anything? Uh, that they can they can do or should have in place in order to you know at least be aware of when these incidents are occurring. So uh, so from the perspective of everyone, maximum prefixes should be used, right? You, one of the things that when you are as negotiating the peering with your uh, peering partner, you you should ask about what is the approximate or most definitive. Uh, number of prefixes that you're going to be advertising. And based on that information, you should uh, configure max prefixes on BGP sessions, regardless whether you're enterprise, large scale ISP, doesn't really matter, right? Uh, that should be by default there. Uh, I think that's one of the things in general that Manners is suggesting as well. Uh, uh, but um, I think back to uh, where we started this uh, conversation is that the big thing that, uh, a lot of companies, enterprises, uh, and large-scale companies seems to have missed is that uh, this crucial visibility into that this kind of thing happened, right? And, you know, the thing is, like, this is going to keep on happening as well. Like, so, you know, the question is, like, what can you do? Or you can utilize uh, protections that are already there. And then the other thing is, like, uh, uh, you know, you can potentially react in different ways. 
once it happens. But in order to do so, you need to know that actually event happened in the first place. Right, right. So you, you definitely need visibility and, and getting alerted on BGP changes is, is important. You know, if you see, for example, that a particular AS that you don't uh, necessarily want to be in the path to your service, um, you know, if you, you know, you can, you can, you know, you, well, with Thousand Eyes, of course, you can set up alerts to do that and get notified um, of those type of important changes. So, you know, always good, of course, you know, out on the internet to, to make sure that you have good line of sight to um, everywhere you want to go and, you know, from everywhere your customers are to your, to your site or application. So, yeah, lots of really interesting stuff to take away from this event. So with that, we'll go ahead and uh, close out the show this week. Thanks very much, Kamal, for joining us. And uh, until next time, take care. Thank you.